Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Thursday, June the 2nd, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. And in studio with me now is a man who has developed quite a reputation on the airwaves. He's back for more. Former NFL wide receiver, UL alum, state trooper. I would say friend to all. That's not true. Friend to me. Maybe not friend to all. Ain't about to be no friends with a Falcons fan. You're right. James Butler is in the house. You know, my best friend definitely played for the Falcons. So I don't know if I can accurately say that that's true. Yeah, it is. I mean, even when Boris was in here, we were like, come on, Boris. Like, you should have been on this. I I remember I tried to flip Boris and Yama when he was talking about, because he had a great preseason in camp with him. Like, see, this is disgrace of, a, of an organization yeah. they didn't oh, yeah. they didn't sign you the active roster that's true well, yeah he, he laughed he's like no they're i'm like no they're not they're not okay. <laughs> yeah man well you know i want to start this show off you know you know my my own show is coming up but we don't know when that is by the way for those that don't know the reverence let me fill them in real quick last time james was on he requested multiple times that there be one day this summer when we just it's not the great scott show it's the jay butt show is that that mess where you're going with? The, yeah, the, the, I, I guess, man. The I'll Jimmy Butt Show. I, I, the, the, yeah. the, great, the great Jim Show. We'll figure it out. The Great Butt Show. Yeah, the all Great right? Butt Show. Okay. Or the butler did it. Basically, the two hours, he's like, oh, you, you'll be in here with me, but I get to do what I want. And I, I'll be honest, I was, I was, I'm a bit skeptical. I mean, just handing over the reins. I mean, it's, it's risky. It'd be like. Hey, you know, let's let's let Ian Book start this week. Hold like, on, don't do that. No, no we don't. don't do we that. don't want to do. Okay, Scott, let's let see, Tra- let's let Taysom Hill start a quarterback. See, let's let Andy Dalton start. Whatever it might be, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. But let's just let's just get a let's get a preview here. Opening up the segment with you here this morning. It, it, go and see. I'm I'm so glad you did that, Scott. I'm I'm so glad that you made that Ian Book reference because I I feel like you did that. On purpose. So I'm going to start this show off by saying, you know what? We're going to keep it positive because I feel like there's too many like negative vibes coming from you in what? the morning. So we're going to we're going to start it off positively. And we're going to say because man, that, that was unnecessary what you said. Ian Book would take us to the promised <laughs> land. If the, what, what is so funny? What is so funny? Go ahead. No, it's just, I mean, we're just testing, so listen, testing we're not, the waters we're here. Not, we're not starting this show with negative vibes, man. We're not doing that. So I just want to say good morning, everyone. Y'all are gonna have a great day. You know, let's 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 inspire each other today. You know, let's 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 speak positive to one All another. Right. If you see someone that needs help, let's let's help them out. Let's now, the second it. thing I want to say, huh, the second thing I want to say, Scott, I want to ask because I I don't want you to ask me these questions because you're gonna say that my responses are a little bit jaded, and so. I think you already know what my responses would be to my own questions. Wait, so you're opening up so, by just asking yourself. I'm just gonna no. I'm gonna ask you a question. You add that they're j- okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm gonna ask you questions that Fair you enough. probably were gonna ask me, 
but I, 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 I have nothing on my list. Literally, no notes. Okay, when James Butler right. comes in. It's just let's let it roll. Well, you know, my mom is the number one Saints fan in the world. So we was having this discussion this past weekend. God bless her. And I wanted to come and ask you, what do you what what Saints free agent signing do you think was the most important or will have the most significance? And Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew. Yep. Well, not just from the field of like the hometown player, but I'm talking about like just on the field. Tyre Matthew. Okay. Tyre Matthew. If Drew Brees was still the quarterback, I would say Jarvis Landry because he is his skill set as a slot guy, short, intermediate, uh, yeah. tailor made for Drew. Yeah, you're right. Tailor made. You're right. And, you're right. you know, and, and I, I like Jameis. I w- I'll say that Jameis in his career statistically. These are numbers. It's not an opinion. Has been better and more efficient outside the numbers right. and with the deeper ball than he is intermediate routes, seven yards at in within the numbers. Right. right? That's right. he has not been as accurate there. Uh, he's had more issues there. Jarvis Landry. That's that's where he. I mean, he's a money maker in that area. Not to say right. that he can't do stuff down the field, but that's it. Like that is that is prime real estate for him. And I'm not suggesting that he won't have success with Jameis. I'm just saying. If you'd asked me if this if this offseason had happened two years ago, mm-hmm. I'd have said Jarvis Landry. I'm I'm saying I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Tyron Matthew. So so let's let's more make, than Marcus May, more than Jarvis Landry, and more than you know any other free agent you don't really know about or haven't heard of or Andy Dalton or whatever. He'll Matthew will have the biggest impact on the field, no doubt. I say Marcus May when he gets healthy. That was my answer. Why? Because I just feel. You know, Marcus Williams leaving, you know, we, we need that center field piece, piece. We know that Malcolm Jenkins wasn't it. We need that deep safety that's going to go back there and do what he does. I'm not sure P.J. Williams is that guy to well, do that. I, I don't know that Marcus. Man, Marcus May, he's not, he's a better tackler certainly than, than Marcus Williams. I think he can cover. I don't know that he covers as much ground in the outfield, so to speak. As, as but I mean, Williams it's going to be different with an Achilles coming off an Achilles injury for sure. But man, I mean, if you a football fan, you knew about this guy before he ever even signed with the Saints. He's very talented. You're hoping this is a Demario Davis situation again. Get him, get him away from the New York Jets, right, right, and let him thrive in New Orleans. Oh yeah, for sure. And so I, I was showing my mom the highlights this weekend. I was like, man, I'm telling you, this is the guy. That's gonna make. I, I, I feel, knew you were gonna go. I knew right out the gate James was gonna go to the Saints, and he's and he's saying we're gonna do it. I love it. I love it. I mean, mean, we got OTAs going on. No, I yeah, yeah, yeah. just I'm. You said be positive. I'm being positive. I appreciate that. But I let's mean, see if you're gonna be positive on this next subject oh. that we're gonna talk about. <laughs> I thought you, um, you you had thought this stuff out. No, nah, I haven't thought anything out. I yeah, just want to. I just yeah, want right. to. He's got a whole list of questions ready. So, so you, you talk about James Winston, man, and and I, I see on Twitter that. There's some some things that people are concerned about. Some people are more, you know, positive, saying that, they, you know, they hope Jameis ball out, which if you're a Saints fan, you hope that the quarterback balls out, of course. Then you have some some people that are pessimistic, should I say, and are... Describe your version of pessimistic. Like, just basically saying that he's going to revert back to the 30 interception season. Okay. Right? So... um and because last year was such a small sample size, they don't believe that he could sustain that for the entire year, right? So you just said that Jarvis Landry would be the biggest signing if it wasn't for Drew. Do you think 
Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Olave. That's how you say his last name? Olave. Olave. I know it's, it's a little difficult sometimes. Do you think... Is huh? Is it? Olave? I don't know. I just <laughs> want to say Olave for some reason. I, mean, I don't know. I, but no, that's not it, James. I James, man. James Butler. You know what? I, I do think they shouldn't have given number 12, by the way. But that's just that's another segment we can get into. I feel like number 12 should be retired, in my opinion. But you know, I, got that's no just, I got no problems with that. That's just me. You know, I, I kind of... Maybe it'll be... I mean, look, I know you... I know you despise the Cowboys, and so I'm not... I'm not saying, oh, go Cowboys. That's not what I'm saying. I, I got you. But you know, like, they've had a number of different 88s that have... It's yeah, like... Yeah, it's almost like yeah. they don't retire it, but it's a big deal to wear it, and right. you better bring it. So maybe, maybe, but, you know... But you Kenny Stills had it last year, though. Briefly, yeah. No, you, you, you had a few stinkers in there in Dallas as well, but Dallas had four... Great eighty-eight. The Saints have had one great twenty. You got it. You got it. You got it. I'm just you. You said to be positive. I'm trying. You said be optimistic. That's what I'm trying to do. Anyway, so that's James Butler, and uh, this is his segment. Based on everything that we just talked about, what are your expectations for James Winston? Like, are are you thinking that he's gonna that sample size that he gave you last year? We got to see more than what he showed us last year. Okay, so I you, so you want to see a little so, bit more. So, so a few things. One. Last year's sample size was not bad at all. I mean, you can look at the numbers. If you watch the game, I do think it's being overvalued by some. I want to see how he does with a much better receiving core because right. he's got it now. Right. I want to see how he is coming off the injury. He still has a limp, which is natural. It's been six months in surgery. I, I want to see what he does with the short to intermediate routes in that offense. There were times last year where he just he left plays on the field, period. And... I don't know. Was it because he was worried about turning it over because that was the big thing coming in? Was it because of the lack of talent at those spots? Was it – who knows? Peyton's gone. You got Carmichael now. Jameis has been in the system a little while. Michael Thomas can do a lot. People call him the slant god, and people think it's some derogatory thing, whatever. He does a lot more than just run slants. But look at – again, you said be positive. He's great on slants, right? Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry, we talked about what he could do. That part of the field – I want to see him master. Or okay. I want to see I want to see him master is a strong word. I just want to see him succeed there. Okay. If he does that, I feel like the rest of like everyone says, oh, that's he just has to cut back on turnovers. Well, he did that last year. And that's that sort of goes without being said. Right. 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 To me, if he can if he can really succeed between the numbers from 10 yards and in with those receivers. The other stuff, like the deep ball and all, that's all going to come with it. Right. If he succeeds in that area of the field, he goes from the short-term quarterback to the long-term quarterback. I think of all the things on the list he has to do this year, I actually put that at the top. And I was saying that to Megan Glover yesterday. We were having a debate about Jameis, and I, I think it's I think it's dumb to say he's got he's going to revert back. I also think it's too optimistic to think he's going to become a first-team All-Pro. No, it's not. I, I think the the expectation should be, let's see some improvement from last year. Right. With that defense and that special team's improvement from last year form, then maybe they're going to commit to a more than they are right now. Because right now, they're only committed. This is a this is a short-term relationship. There is no, there's no ring. There's been no proposal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's pretty much like you right now in oh, real life. This man. Yeah, man. It's all good. I knew that was coming. But, um... So, give me give me a touchdown to interception ratio and the yardage for the year. Oh, what you think? I, I don't know, man. I think, let's say, 
let's say 29, let's say 30, and 17. Do you want to just like, do you want me to ask you this again after you've watched the preseason, or are you going to stick with that? No, I'm asking me after the first four games. No, pre-season, that's not fair. No, pre-season, not fair. Mean, preseason doesn't mean anything. Nothing. That's not fair. Are you are you the Where least you, bit no, worried? Give me yours. What are you what are you predicting here? Forty and zero. Like what are you? <laughs> like forty and zero and five thousand. Forty touchdowns 5, and zero yeah. interceptions. Yes, what is man. it going to have? Seventy five. All right, all right, all right, fine, fine. I give him. I give him thirty five and eight. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going thirty three and seventeen. That's what I'm going. That's with. a lot of interceptions, man. Well, he threw over 30 last time he played a bunch. Sean Payton's gone. I do want to let him fly a little bit more. Here's the thing. I say 33 and 17, and it's 33 and 10. I'm I'm excited. If I go out there and say 40 and 5, and like he throws five week one, I'm like, God, now I'm frustrated. I, I try to set the expectation at a reasonable level. I don't I, I can't I can't do it like you. I, I don't want to. Set myself up for disappointment, and then if you I've never been you surpass it, oh, that's not true. I've never been disappointed at me every time you come into this building. Not, I'm not, but I'm saying like I, I've never been disappointed by any expectations that I set because every every time I set an expectation, it's always realistic. So mm-hmm. I always like forty and zero is not real. All right, well I was just joking. Okay, right. so you 30, said thirty three and eight. Thirty three and eight. That's what you're going with. Yeah, I mean, let me hold on. Let me take that back. Let me think about this for a second. I'm going to say 33 and 12. All right, fair enough. I will say 33 and 15. How about that? Okay, that's cool. We're not that far off. That's cool. That's uh, cool. Do you feel like uh, ESPN Lafayette uh, is a great schedule, although this is James' segment, but this, you got to reset it every few minutes. Right? Right. So go ahead and just right. – I'll, I'll let you do that. Reset the reset the segment for everybody and then continue. You know, this is the, uh, the Butler Did It show. I like that better because shout-out to uh, – an old Cajun trainer that used to call me that every time he seen me. This is, you know, good morning, everyone. I just want to reset everything. You know, you now you're listening to me. So if you feel the the, the positive energy going through your speakers right it's now, it's me. because it's for me. It's because that I I am talking and I am taking over the segment. That's the reason. You were being why. negative about the number twelve. I was trying to be positive. Hey man, look. So are you? Are you? Let me ask you this. And this is one of the concerns that I have. Let's say the Jameis Winston thing doesn't work out. Let's just say. Are you the least bit worried that we're going to lose that fire that we have on defense trying to be experimental at quarterback? If if you turn it over a ton, it absolutely can hurt a defense or demoralize them a little bit. Um, but I, I, I'm not worried about the Saints defense or special teams this year. I'm not. I think... I think they're going to be good, and I was very worried about the offense for a while because they didn't do anything other than signing Andy Dalt, which still didn't make sense when they did it. I had no idea why they did it. They ended up losing a compensatory pick out of it, but you could have waited and signed him later. But the the later additions of, you know, of the, the late addition of Jarvis Landry was huge. And then, you know, you draft Alave, you, you draft Penny, right? You're trying to replace Armstead. You're adding to the receiving core. I have... I love Taysom Hill, but I, I can he be a full-time tight end? We don't know. I mean, tight end is an issue right now. We don't know how long Kamara is going to be suspended. So I, I'm more optimistic about the offense than I was two months ago. No I doubt about it. That. Way more optimistic than I was two months ago whenever you were a few weeks in a free agency and it was like, 
you know, like that meme of the kid pushing the dog with a stick, like, come on, do something. I was yeah. just like sad. Now I'm, I'm, I'm more optimistic, but they're, they're the, there's, it's still the question mark for me about this team. I think the def, def, defense is going to be good. It's going to be good. Listen, they need a tight end. Like, I'm available. No, you're not. You I'm say that everywhere. You're not of it. You're I'm not even in available. football shape. I am in football shape. You are built more like a tight end than a receiver. Because that's now. what I am, Scott. I mean, you know. No, you were a wide receiver. I was basically a tight end. No, you were a wide receiver. You were not built like you were when you were playing. Wide I can receiver. actually tell you a story about that, but you're you're not going to believe me. But I'll <laughs> tell you anyway. I'll tell you anyway. So after Ladarius Green left, mm-hmm. they actually wanted me to fill in that role. Who's they? The coaching staff. Like all of them? Or yeah. just like Coach Munoz and Hudspeth or like uh, all of them? Hudspeth, Munoz. I, you know, I was coming off the ACL injury. What happened? The year after he left. I didn't want to play that position. Which, is probably, which probably is one of the biggest mistakes. You think that so? I've made. Definitely. I mean, you ended up being a, a starting receiver? Yeah, but you think So how much set, weight would you have put on? Because it's not like Pee Wee was like a thick tight end he was just tall i mean i was 220 yeah that's what i'm saying like in that offense yeah i would have been it feels like man. it would have but you know i mean jacob was good ian was good i mean there there was a depth chart there i don't would you have been starting a tight end over jake over jacob i mean because you started a receiver no i would have been more like a you had two tight ends hybrid. on the team that ended up being on in pro camps, yeah, I wouldn't have taken years. that. No, I wouldn't have taken their spot. I'm not so, saying that. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like I don't know. I mean, look, you know better than me. Obviously, it's you. I'm not, I'm not trying to act. I'm just, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm good. just trying to say. Like I, I feel like you did good at receiver. That's what I'm. I saying. did okay, but I think I would. My skill set would have been better. Like my route running ability, and I wasn't necessarily like a speed guy who's going to take the top off the defense. I was already a bigger receiver. I was already the biggest one. So I feel like I would have did well in the slot, you know? And so, and the coaching staff seen that, but I was like, no. So you feel like a hybrid role. Yeah, like a, kind of like, what's that guy that played, that just got traded from uh, the Giants? I think he traded to Ingram. Evan Ingram, I think his name is. Something like that. All right. So you you have regrets. I definitely do. He said, "No, I'm gonna be a receiver," and and that and they were cool with it. Yeah, you know, I, I, that, that's ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports. The Butler did at the Great Scott Show. This segment is James's segment. I'm supposed to say that, man. You're uh, not supposed to I mean, that. but you haven't. I'm trying. This is this is. Remember, this is a test run. This is not. Okay. I feel like I'm passing right now. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> like know, I am. Like oh, we'll see. Well, how about we take the uh, how how about we take a poll because. I just want to say that, like, the poll that I did put up on my Twitter definitely got a lot of feedback. Really? And the, the people the people have spoken, and they said that I am right about my takes. You only gave them the two options. I don't think anyone would have voted for yes you anyway. Yes and yes. I don't think anyone would have voted for you anyway. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, it wasn't an, it wasn't a real poll. I, I really do want, I really do want to do another poll, though. So before well, the end of this you, show, you do it. Before, okay, before the end of this show, we need to figure out. But see, why I got to do it? Because you have you more just followers. Said it's the butler did it, it's but you have show. more followers. Why you can't oh, put a poll? So now you're then, all right. See, so okay, so you do need my help. I, I do need you. I oh, do. say I do. that again. I do need your help. <laughs> this is. I'm speaking positive, man. I'm speaking positively, and and what, I do poll, need your what help. poll is this? You need to have to put up. I don't know. We need to figure out all what right. we're gonna. Well, see, that, what we're this gonna is, make. These are the kind of things you don't just. 
you think you're talking out loud, like I want to do this, but I'm not sure what I want to do. You just got to have it ready to like fly off the handle and go. Okay. Well, All right. I don't know, James man. Butler Let's is in, uh, if you couldn't tell, and he is he's got he's got lots of thoughts he wants to share with the community, with the world for that matter. He wants to share his gifts. I want to I want to touch on something you were just saying. How many players in college sports, let's say in college football, go to a school, maybe they're a quarterback, coach says, I think your future is better at this position. Mm -hmm. Player either says no or says yes, but never really embraces it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work out. They were a high recruit, go to receiver, don't do great at it, do okay, but not, you know, and then kind of just spend a lot of their life blaming the coach or blaming others as to why I did. I'm not saying that this is every player that's asked to move. Mm -hmm. I'm asking you, how frequent do you think that is? Do you think that happens a lot in college sports? And maybe it's not just a quarterbackless move to receiver. Maybe it's, hey, look, you're a D lineman. You'd be a great old lineman. Yeah, but I was this top-rated recruit. Yeah, I'm just saying your future, I think you could play in the big leagues here and then players either say no and then say, well, the coach never believed in me at this other spot, or they say yes, but they never really fully embrace it because they always kind of regret that they were moved. Is that a, is that a frequent thing that happens? Man, so that that kind of brings up a lot of things, and I know a couple examples of the like the guys I played with. Like there was a D lineman my sophomore year named Cordy Higgins. I don't know if you remember him. He actually came from LSU because they wanted him to play O line, and so he transferred, came here, and. Basically, our coaching staff was, look, you came here to play D-lineman, but we still think you'll be better as an O-lineman, too. Like, he was basically... So he had from multiple staffs, this is where you should... Like, like he... Like, multiple people have said, if you would have stayed at LSU and you would have stayed in O-lineman, you would have been drafted. But he, he didn't want to play that. So... Did he play it at UL? He played D-line. Played, he just never, he never he, moved. He's, he just stayed at D line, and I guess he just didn't. And so just didn't want to play it. Seeing that is that part of why you're like, man, I should have moved to tight end. Well, I, not really. That, that I just, wasn't that's really, just one example. I know that's just one example, but I think when I look back on my career, I kind of was like, man, I really should have let Serge play on the outside, Daryl Surgeon, and I should have been in the slot. Because I guess when you're in it, you're not really thinking about like what you do best. I guess like the it's older hard you to get see it from the outside, right? Yeah, like yeah. the older you get, the more you mature get more you get, the more get the more you you're honest with yourself. Yeah. And so sure. I look back and I'm like, man, I could have really for my skill set, for Serge's skill set, he's more of a speed guy. He would have did that's it's the same reason why the Saints moved Marcus Coaston in the slot. Right, because he's a big body, he could get in and out of breaks. The linebackers can't cover him. The safeties can't cover him. But they didn't move him into the slot a ton. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I mean, he, you know, he played in the slot a lot. So that was going to be me. I, I think my thing with a, a coach asking a player, it, I, I, I always think if a coach knows before that player signs 
be honest with them. Right. Now, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're a coach. They get in there, and, you, and you, you're and you honest with them, and you're like, look, really, I think this is best for you. I think you should do it, but it's up to you. But if a coach knows I want to sign that guy and I want to move him to this spot, but I'm not going to tell him that he gets here, that's wrong. That's messed up. Right. Always be honest with the player. And I think I think a lot of – I mean, some some coaches probably are like that. They're like, let me just get him on the dotted line, and he's this many stars and people. But I think I think in a lot of cases, coaches – they mean they mean well when they're saying, "You move to this spot, you could you could have a, a you know like Michael Jaquette. I think yep. Coach Napier's like, "Look, you're a good receiver. You have a chance to play in the pros if you move to DB." And right. It took a little while, but it worked. And now he's there. I mean, he's he's you know uh, I know jo- Joseph Barksdale was this young guy out of he was from Detroit. He signed at LSU, top rated D tackle, whatever. Bo Pelini was like, "You're not bad." But you could be a pro at, if you switch to O line, and he was like, "No, coach, that doesn't make you know." I've never played it. He's like, you, "You'll be a good D lineman, but if you switch to O line, you'll you'll be a pro." You know, and, what he, and he was, and he and he played for years for the Chargers, and now I think he's a musician and he's a good follow on Twitter. Uh, he's open about mental health and stuff like that. But as far as football goes, he listened and and yeah. he, he ended up playing in the pros. You know what that kind of reminds me of? That reminds me of my. T- I want to say my junior year, they were like, yeah, man, you're going to be a punt returner. I was like, hold on. I never did this in high school. I don't know the first thing about it. I never thought about doing it. Why all of a sudden you want me to be a punt returner? Is it because you know I can catch? That It's literally not the same thing. Like, the ball is oh, moving yeah, yeah, in the sky. Totally like, I, I don't know why y'all have me in this position. And so... Um, man, so that happened my junior year, my senior year, I, and I fought tooth and nail to get off of this thing. Like, I could tell you some funny stories about actual games where Eli would be like, because I was behind him, and Eli would be like, man, I'm hurting, man. You got to go out there. I'd be like, Eli, I will I will well, fake an injury well. right now. <laughs> I, will, I will act Why like... Why did you hate, right? I you literally, hate fielded punt? Because I was like, man, I don't like it. Because I, I wasn't comfortable because I didn't do it. You didn't have you know enough what I'm saying? So, like, for instance, the Troy game, my senior year, Eli was like, man, my shoulder, my shoulder's hurting, man. I I need you to go out there for punt. And I literally looked at him, and I said, I will say that I pulled my hamstring right now to make you go out there. I am not about to do this right now. Sideline stories. I'm not about to do this right now. You need to go ahead. Listen, so the bowl game, I was extremely nervous. Because I thought that I was going to have to feel the punt. Like, in pregame, I took that very seriously. Because if Eli would have went down for any reason, it would have been me. Any reason. So, back to what we're talking about, though. I was thinking that they were doing that because, and and they might have, because they knew I could catch and they felt they didn't have anybody else and they felt the most comfortable with me being back there. True. And... I resented it mm-hmm. because my junior year, I could have had the starting spot, but I was the one that suggested Eli to do it. So they was like, okay, well, you know, let Eli come in and do it. They were trying to give it to me. And then my senior year, a Miami Dolphins scout came, and he was like, does he know how to catch punts? Does he ever do it? And I was like, wow. Like, I really just. It's a good thing to have in the chamber, I man. really just Stack let this, the let resume. this go. Yeah, man. 
and I, I just I, I ran away from it when really I should have embraced right, it. Well, you, I thought we were gonna be optimistic today, not just talk about that all, is optimistic. Of, all of the regrets. I'm basically teaching people. Listen, okay, I like expand it. your horizons. Yeah, that's right. Expand don't be your like horizons. me, or don't, yeah, be, don't like be like I was. Expand your horizons, man. Be open. Try new things. You know what I'm saying, and it might work out for your benefit. Work hard. The thing standing between you and what you want is something you don't want, right? I don't understand what you just said. Say a lot of times in life. Say it slow. Say it slow. The, the thing standing between you and what you want uh-huh. is something you don't want. Okay. Right? Okay. You got to. Right. I see what you're saying. Whether it be putting in the work, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Get off. You know, being optimistic. I'm trying to be motivational this morning. It's not, it's not. It. It's not like me unless I'm talking to my kids. I'm just, you know, I'm. I just like to cut up and make jokes, but I'm gonna try. I'm trying to be motivational here. Cause you know, you you the first voice that people hear in the morning sometimes, Scott. So you have to you have to put them on the right track. Man, man. everybody needs to smile. Yeah, Listen, man. You like, were alive. Hey, let's 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 summertime. Good morning. Like the Saints could have just lost. You need to get on here and make people like me feel better. Cause you Ooh. know I'm down and out. Now listen, man. I I can't. I, I wish I had that kind of power. Yeah, yeah. Well, when the Saints win or lose, say what you want about me, but I I live and die with that too, man. So yeah. it's a good thing I don't come on right after games. So Scott, let's uh, if Wait, we have time, I, James James Butler. This so this is when we need we need a break. So you can okay. throw it to a break. See, I wish I had some music. All right, play. So you, so, okay, I, I get you some music here. Nah, get I don't want to. I don't. I don't. It's too late. There it is. Right, I didn't. Ahead. I didn't request that. So you know. I don't. I, I, this is all you got. This list over here. I what is that? That sounds like. What is, who is that? You know who that is. Man, I actually seen something about like Run DMC and the Beastie Boys on TV the other day. Oh yeah, and I was like, cool. yeah, like they went on tour together or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back in the eighties, man. Hey, Russell Simmons had those two crews touring the world, and they were. Uh, I mean, early stages of rap when it was starting to hit the mainstream. Right. Fun stuff, man. All right, so it's the great, the Butler did it show. I was about to say the great bus show, but she was about <laughs> to trick me. This is the Butler did it show. This is we'll the Butler right did back. it segment. segment. We were just, that's the end of his segment. Forget it was that. a it's test the show. run. It's the show. The great Scott slash Jimmy Butler show. Not that Jimmy Butler. On ESPN I'm better Lafayette. than that Jimmy Butler. Oh. Okay. We'll be right back. We got to pay some bills. All right, but we'll be right back. And we're back. How's everyone doing out there? Did you enjoy the music? I did. Scott, why don't you tell us who, who that is and how can we download the, their their music? That's that's uh, Pop Your Balloon by Beastie Boys off the B-side of Hot Sauce Committee Part 2. Great workout music, I will yeah. say. No, that's, that's a good jam. It's not, it's not, it's a deep cut. You're not going to find that on any greatest oh, hits or anything. No, no, that's not a, 
That is not one that ever gets played on the radio except on this station. Yo, I, like, no BS. I really feel like you can play that on the radio, like, now. And I it agree. Will still be, it will still be a hit. It's, a, it's, a, it's, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad you, I'm glad you think so. It's, so, ESPN Lafayette, we're back. It's the great Scott show slash James the Butler. Butler did it. The but, slash the Bush. The Butler did it show. <laughs> he is, he's, and, this is a test run. All right, I gotta, I gotta, I'll give it to you. This is a test run because one day this summer, James is going to, the whole show is just going to be called The Butler Did It. And listen. And, and, and so far, you've done okay. You just, and listen, this is just, I know y'all enjoying this show more than any other shows. I get that. And, you know, I really appreciate the love and support that I get out there, you know. And 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 this is just, I, I do this for y'all. You know, I do this for y'all because y'all enjoy me coming up man's, here. Man, and I appreciate man, it. Man's, man's already getting a big head. You know, I don't, no, nah, I don't have a big head. I'm just saying, like, I you do, know. Literally. Huh? But but see, all right, Scott. So let's 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 hunker down for a second. You know, I got you know, I'm the I'm the host on this show, so I need to get you back down to Is that right? You know. So we we talked about the Saints, mm-hmm. we talked about Jameis Winston, we mm-hmm. talked about the biggest signing. I wanna switch it to the Pelicans if you don't mind. Yeah. NBA finals tonight too. You gotta you gotta get your thoughts on that. They start tonight. Scott, I don't care about that. Okay. Because my team isn't in it. You don't care. Okay. I you don't. Care. I don't. So, are you the least bit worried about how Zion is going to fit into this offense? No. At all? No. What about defensively? I'm always concerned about his defense. Okay. All right. Well, let me he's hear about like he's that. A good, he's he's like he can block shots. He's athletic. But he's he's here if you want to you talk about being optimistic. Okay. All right. You want to be optimistic? The only thing that can happen to his defense is it can improve. Right, because I don't know how much worse it can get. Not that he's a terrible defender, but it's never been the strong part of his game. I think it can improve. Uh, I think you add him to this group, this core that they have. It's not going to happen like that. It's going to take a little while for them to figure it out. That's 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 normal, right? But mm-hmm. I, I have no long term concerns at all. They're going to figure it out, man. I mean, the amount of open looks the guys are going to get when Zion's in there. Late October is going to be great. When the season tips off, there's going to be the excitement will be palpable. Now, knock on wood. Let's mm-hmm. hope that nothing negative or bad or anything, you know, another injury happens now. Okay, now you got to start reevaluating your entire future as a franchise as far as what you do with him, but. I expect an extension signed this summer. I expect it to be all hunky-dory. I expect there to be some growing pains in November and December of the season where we see flashes. And I think by the time 2023 hits, it's going to be must-see TV, man. I'm going to watch all the games no, no matter what. But You going to go to some games too? Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. So, I'm going to try. So you're going to... You know, Am I give you tickets again? You I'll try. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'll be going to do a live stream from a college game <laughs> one. That'll be tight, though. That'll be tight. So you have CJ at the point, right? You have her, I guess, at the, as a shooting guard. You have B.I. as the small forward. Then you have Zion and then Valachunas. That's right. So I know the NBA is basically positionless today. I mean. I mean, look, you got backups too, like Jose and, you know, Kyra Lewis might be back. Like you've got some options as far as ball handlers go. Um I think you add another shooter, either in free agency or the draft, you know, some more three-point shooting. But I wouldn't mess with this roster a ton. 
So so are are you comfortable with keeping Herb Jones in the starting lineup? Hell yeah. Love that guy. That that defense in the starting lineup, you need somebody that right out the gate, best player on the other team, position one through four, put Herb on him. Right. Get that, especially in regular season games. Get him try to get him gassed early. Get him frustrated early, right? You know, sometimes early in games, regular season games, star players getting whatever looks they want. You might hunker down late. Herb's not hunkering down late. Herb's right. Herb enters the arena and he's on you like plastic. No, I'd I'd keep Herb in the starting lineup. I would Honestly, yes, I would keep Herb in the starting lineup. Period. And if you need to to mix and match the lineup a little bit here or there based on, you know, who the opponent is, but Herb's so versatile, man. He could play multiple positions. See, I, his offensive game man needs to improve. It will, but it was it improved. It was so much better year one than I. I mean, I, his Euro step, the fact that he like made free throws and some threes, that was an he made free he throws did at Alabama and some, and some clutch, clutch moments, yeah. man. Definitely. Here's my thing on his offense. Is it elite? Of course not. It was so much better than – he just surpassed all expectations everywhere. Knew he'd be a good defender. Didn't know he'd be like the ultimate all-NBA defense shaft because he was. Mm-hmm. Knew he would. didn't have any I, – I thought he was a bad offensive player. And he showed times last year he could handle the ball, Euro step. He didn't shoot any threes in college. He made more threes in like half an NBA season than did his whole college career. And the three-point line obviously is longer. He made clutch free throws. I mean, the guy was as reliable as it gets, man. I'm Not on Herb. You're not going to bring that negativity on Herb. I thought you were going to be optimistic today, James. No, I'm just saying, like, I, I love him, man. I want to give me a shirt, and I want to give me a jersey, definitely. But I'm just saying, like, if we're looking at CJ, who can score, B.I., we know he can score. Zion, we know he's efficient. J.V. is what he is. You know, he's going to control the ball. You know, I know that's your guy. It's just on offense, he's the only liability, I feel. Well, I don't even think it's a liability. I think his three-pointer will improve. Uh, He'll get a lot of open looks. But it's, it's about staggering the minutes offensively. You know, Herb offensively, whenever you've only got one of CJ or Ingram on the floor this past year, and when Jonas would get in foul trouble, it was like, okay, second option on offense, no. Herb is the third, fourth, or fifth option. A lot of the time, fifth option on offense, that's ain't nothing. That's like you fine. said, he can improve, though. I mean, it's not, it's this fine. is just based on his no, rookie season. Good. Trey he Murphy will improve on the three, but he's going to get so many open looks to three. The fact that now you, you'll be able to stagger. Zion, CJ, and Ingram minutes throughout a game. The offense is gonna. The offense is gonna be good, man. I mean, you you. It was it was tough when they had to stagger Bi and CJ's minutes, and it was just CJ. And when Jonas would get in foul trouble, the offense in the playoffs when that would happen, it was it was tough sledding at times. But Zion is healthy, and you've got those three guys. And look, JV. It's not like he's like super athletic or anything, but he'll get you points in the paint. Right. He'll get you a ton of putbacks. And uh, Herb is just always moving, man. See, I, you get me excited. But you don't care. But the listeners, we got the NBA Finals airing on our airwaves. Game one tonight, Warriors, Celtics. Who you got? I got the Warriors. I got the Warriors. I'm like, man. But would you be upset if the Celtics take it? I don't, I don't care who wins because here's my thing. I'll be happy for the players who win. I will, because I don't have, like, animosity for either teams. Now, I didn't like Golden State when Durant was there. And, you know, as petty as Durant is, he's really rooting for Boston. Right. Like, Golden State has had so much success in the last 
seven years, eight years. Eight years. I mean, they've yeah. been to six NBA finals in the last eight years, and right. the two they didn't go to, they weren't in the playoffs that year because of all the injuries. So you've got that fan base that has just been reaping in. Con- and then you have the Celtics who have, you know, all of these championships. So, like, I can't. It's not like I can, like, last year it was, like, Milwaukee or Phoenix, like, I'm going to be happy for some guys on each team. I'll be happy for the fan bases. That's cool. This year, like, there's no, there's no part of me that's like, man, good for that fan base. Good for them. They deserve it. I'm kind of like, oh, my God, like, you guys again? Like, I'll, yeah. I'll, I, so, you know, I'll root for some players here or there, but I can't, I can't get invested from a fan standpoint for another fan in this series, if that makes sense. And yeah. I try to do that sometimes. Yeah. Honestly, if it's like a, a Super Bowl or or a championship or World Series, a lot of times I'm like, this fan base, I'll be really happy for them because they've been through this, they've been through that, so I'm going to root for this team. None of that. It's kind of like, oh, cool, the, the Warriors and the Celtics, yay. Yeah, I, I, I think both of these teams, it like they show how powerful like a coaching job is and like how successful you can be when you have a coach that can reach the players and legitimately coach. Now, we talk about the Warriors. Of course, they drafted Steph. They drafted Clay, They drafted Draymond. They went out and got some key pieces, Wiggins. And, and people actually said that wasn't going to work out. You know, Poole and these other guys. And they were, they were built for success. I know when they had Mark Jackson, it didn't work out. But, you know, I'm not going to say he built the team, but he basically molded them for this moment. So they, they've been, like, in this championship pedigree for a while. They've been playing with each other. They know each other. They've, they've been in these moments. They're going to be a little bit more relaxed than what the Celtics are going to be. Now, the Celtics were what they were uh, 25 and 23 or something like that going into the All-Star break. They, you know, were the eighth seed in the East. And then, you know, the coach – Went in, made some adjustments, and now look at them. They're so good defensively. They're yeah. so good defensively. Yeah. And that's why this series might be fun. I hope it's fun because since the first round, this postseason has been garbage. Yeah. I mean, the conference finals, yeah. we had one good game. The la- the game seven between Miami and Boston, it was only good for like the last three minutes. Right. It was boring before that. Game six was fun. First five games of the series were booty. I mean, the, the, the whole Dallas-Golden State series, from an entertainment standpoint, was awful. Right. Quarterfinal matchups, they, they, had, they had a few games here and there, but for the most part, just <laughs> snorefest. Like, I want, give me some drama. Yeah. I need some yeah. drama. UL baseball in, on Sunday, I mean, Shut going up, down man. to the night, that was drama, right? There's something about that elimination. Novak Djokovic, Rafa Nadal, tennis, I know it's tennis, whatever, earlier this week. That was drama. I just want some drama. I don't want these, oh, the series is tied 2-2. Two to two. Yeah, and the, the team that's won is won by, like, double digits every. There have been more, a lot more at this point, double-digit games this NBA postseason than single-digit games. Well, 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 Scott, give me your predictions, man. What you think? I think Golden State wins this thing in five games. In five? Why not? What? Why not? I mean, I've been down in Boston the whole playoffs, so. Yeah, you might as well. Golden State, here's the other thing. Home court for a lot of teams this postseason has not been the big advantage normally is. Boston's lost a lot of home games. The one team whose home court has been, okay, That's there's an advantage there is Golden State. They haven't lost a single home game all postseason. 
And they and they they host. They get there. They're the they got. If it goes to seven, they get four there, including the one tonight. I just think uh, the Warriors, man, when they got it going, they're out to prove something too. You know, um, they, they want to say, yeah, yeah. Look, sir, KD came here, but look, we didn't even need him. We could still we could do it like we did before. So that goes to my next question: What are your views on Steph Curry? If he wins this championship like where do you view him as far as like i don't i don't think they change I, i've always viewed him as the best shooter ever ever people will say oh he couldn't have done it back in the day when it's more physical that might be true it ain't back in the day right it's a, it's an era where you get a ton of open looks oh his defense i'll say this about steph watch him on defense he's not he's not, he's not bad he's not elite he's not bad because he never ever stops moving like constantly I mean, I, if he wins another one, it's like, yeah, he's one of the all-time greats. He's a multi-time MVP. He's the best shooter we've ever seen. And now he's got another championship ring. I mean, there's a reason that a younger generation all loves Steph Curry. Hold on. And will continue hold on, hold on, hold on. to. How are you going to sit here and say he's the best shooter ever and you never seen me shoot a three? How do you know? <laughs> oh, my God. How do you know he's the best shooter ever? All right. There is there it is. That is James Butler. How do you I'm know that? Scott Prather. Um, I know. I know. You don't know that, Scott. You never seen me shoot a three? You've never seen me shoot a three. I could be better. I feel like I feel like we need to we need to go to Gerald Park, man. Let's me and you it. and we need to we need to Let's film a game of horse. Yeah, man. We need to we need to go ahead and hunt it down and we I'm need game. To, I'm let's, game. Let's do it, man. Game of horse. And film it. We need to film Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And we'll then we'll then I'll I'll splice it up, I'll edit it, we'll put some music behind it and then What if is it fair if I like I dunk? No, it's not fair. Okay, to dunk. I, I can't dunk. Are you kidding me? I no. probably can't either, Scott. So this... it'd be funny if we could film you attempting to it. <laughs> All right, one day this summer, I'm down. Let's do it. We'll go to Gerard Park. I don't remember the last time I shot a basketball, but that's fine. I, I'm not. I don't need to warm up. I'm always hot. Oh, I like it. I like it's. I like it, Scott. I like it. That's what I'm talking about. All right, we take a quick timeout. We'll come back a little bit um, more with James Butler, Rage Cajun Baseball. Regional A&M regional starts tomorrow. James being a UL alum, former NFL wide receiver, but he's got cage love all the way around. We'll talk a little bit about it. We'll hear from a couple of players, Tyler Robinson, Kyle DeBarge. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott show continues. Slash the Butler did it. The Butler did it. I like that. Right after this. Shout out to Mr. Porsche. Welcome back in to the Great Scott Show slash The Butler Did It, 8 o'clock hour. James Butler is in the house. Been birthed a lot from Lafayette uh, Travel and Eat Lafayette's going to be joining me in just a little bit. He is uh, actually talking about basketball. He was my basketball coach in 7th and 8th grade. So, I don't know, can we... Should we bring him on? And we were just talking trash. Should we bring him on now and Definitely. see if we could do the horse thing? Yeah. All right. Well, then let's do it, James. I'll give me a second. Let me let me dial him in. Okay. I I honestly this was not planned. James 
James, he got to host last hour, mm -hmm. and he suggested we compete in a game of horse. And I said, I haven't shot a basketball in a while, but I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to warm up. I stay hot. I like. Now it. I was. I will say this. I, the last time I shot a ball as an adult, it was much better than when I was young. I was. I wasn't a great shooter back then. It was more about hustle. Okay. And when you get older, you gotta you know get find different stuff. All right. I think I got him on. All right. So let's welcome on Ben Berthelot, the. Um, President and CEO of the Lafayette Convention and Visitors Commission. Eat Lafayette's happening. Uh, ben, are you there? I got to call you coach. I mean, you were my seventh and eighth grade coach. Coach Berthelot, are you there? And if so, good morning. I am. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man, it's good to have you, coach. All right, James, what, what do you want to ask coach? I mean, you're talking trash. Coach, listen, how you doing, man? Good morning. I'm good, James. I, I want to ask, because, you know, he's not really a trash talker. I try to get it out of him. You know, he, 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 he's very humble about how he used to play. So I want to ask you, like, what, what was his playing style? Like, it, it, and, and another question, if you had to basically pinpoint the way he played and compare it to a current or past NBA player, who would you say? Wow, that's tough. Well, uh, it, it's been many, many years. So mm -hmm. I, I need to dig back into my, my memory bank. But I'm going to tell you, I'm – I do remember, I think Scott might have peaked a little early, you know. So he was not a bad player uh, in seventh grade. He, I know he gives himself a hard time, but he, but he was pretty good. Our team was not very good. But I, I do remember he was an excellent hustler. Uh, we, had, we, had a, we had a scrappy little team. Unfortunately, we just, we just couldn't score the basketball very well. That was eighth back grade. Then. That was eighth grade. Uh, but, but, yeah, seventh grade we won some games, Coach. But eighth grade, he's right. We, didn't, we won a couple of games. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. great. Seventh grade was better, though. Hold on, wait. Were you the starting point guard? Well, it's funny you asked that. I mean, Ben, Coach Coach Berthelot, excuse me, Ben Berthelot, our guest, he played me at multiple positions in eighth grade. In seventh grade, I started down low because I was as tall as I am now. Okay. So okay. it was like, oh, and then in eighth grade, I was I was no longer the tallest. So he, he'd play me, play me in the paint. He'd play me on the outside. But we just, like Coach said, we just, we just didn't have enough offense. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what, Scott? I can't, I can't, I can't be mad at you anymore, man. <laughs> you, you, you definitely validated yourself with, with I mean, Coach calling in. We're going back to the mid '90s here. We're going, we're going back a ways. It's cool, but I, I listen, Coach. I just wanted to know if we go to Gerard and play some pickup games that he would at least score. That's that's uh, that's all I wanted to know. I, I I I would put some money that he would score a basket or two for sure. There you go. Okay, well, right. look, I'm, I mean, I'm I average like four to six a game. That's you fine. Know? I mean, it was that's what it was. Um, which some days was the bulk of the team scoring. All right, Coach Berthelot. Hey, man, I, I wanted to bring you on one to to reminisce briefly. Um, I remember you. I don't know if you remember this song, James, but we were talking about older music, and you know, I was always listening to Beastie Boys. Coach Berthelot would come into practice and he would sing "Hot Stepper." And he would like sing it all the time. There was like a three week span, Ben. You remember this? You just come in, na, 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 na. Here comes the odd step. You would sing that all the time. I mean, what's the last time you heard that song? Uh, it, it's been a long, long time, but that, that's a wonderful memory for sure. Good birth, a lot, I guess. All right. So, Ben, I'll, I'll get right down to it, man. You, um, of course, do a great job, uh, president and CEO, uh, Lafayette Convention and Visitors Commission. And, the happiest city in America, and and you That's you know eat, eat Lafayette's going on right now, big event coming up. Talk to our listeners a little bit about Eat Lafayette, and um, you know just how to get involved, man. This campaign's been going on for a number of years now. 
I love it every summer. For some of our listeners that maybe don't know about it, uh, just fill them in and, and fill them in on on some stuff coming up here uh, in the in the next week. Sure, I appreciate the opportunity. We're entering our 18th year of the Eat Lafayette campaign. It's all about supporting our locally owned restaurants. For us in the tourism industry, of course, that's our product. It's the reason people come here. Uh, we're the tastiest town of the South by Southern Living Magazine, the best food city in the United States, by Rand McNally and USA Today, and can go on and on with the amount of food awards we've won and that's a result of our locally owned restaurants so it started to support our locally owned restaurants and encourage uh, people to eat at our locally owned restaurants top of mind uh, with two, eight, 18 restaurants and a two-week campaign 18 years ago we've grown to a three-month campaign and over a hundred locally owned restaurants participating uh, in the campaign we're going to kick off the campaign on tuesday night june 7th with the taste of eat lafayette kickoff which for the last five years also includes the Louisiana seafood cook-off. So you'll have an opportunity to sample cuisine from around 30 locally owned restaurants and at the same time see some of the best chefs from across the state compete for the title of king or queen of Louisiana seafood. And tickets are only $25 a piece, so it's a great date night, great opportunity to support our locally owned restaurants and want to encourage people to get their tickets. Uh, they're going fast and get them at the Cajun Dome box office in person to avoid the some of the, the fees online, but you can also get them online in Ticketmaster if you'd like. I, I like the idea of going to the just the cage gnome, getting them without the fees. And tell you what, man, you you get entry into this thing. You're going to eat well. You're going to kick it off by eating well, some of the best food. I mean, when you say best food in the area, you're also talking about best food in the world. I mean, we're known for some of the best cuisine uh, on the planet, man, and and I love that Eat Lafayette showcases that every summer. And I know the event uh, coming up on Tuesday is going to be awesome, as it always is. Do you have a what's your which if 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 Ben Berthelot, Coach Berthelot, as I call him, was having a final meal? You don't have to worry about calories because I know you're always you know you're a healthy guy. You you always dress nice, looking healthy. Worried about the fig. You don't have to worry about any of that. You don't have to worry about getting any anything on any of your clothes or. Just can go all out. What does the meal look like for Coach Ben Berthelot? Wow, that's a tough one, you know, and I, I hate to choose. We have so many locally owned restaurants, but you bring up a, a really good point in that uh, one of the great things about this kickoff event is that we, you know, as a society, we tend to kind of do the same thing. We eat at the same restaurants that may be close to our house. I know when I, you know, I was growing up, we went to La Fonda's every Friday night. It was just sort of a family tradition. We went to Pete's for lunch on Saturdays. And so really the great thing about the campaign kickoff is that it exposes you to so many new new restaurants that you may, may have not heard of. And just one example, the first year my wife and I were married, we went to the, to the event and we tried some Bulgoga beef nachos from Blue Basil. I'd never eaten at Blue Basil. They were so good that the next day for lunch, we went there for lunch and we've eaten there now, you know, probably 20 times over the last few years. So that's what, what the kickoff is, is really all about. But we have so many great restaurants. It's, it's hard to pick just one. So if you, if you had to have a final meal, you basically just go on Tuesday night and just sample it all is what you're saying. That That's right. And look, I really like to graze. So if I had a final meal, I would probably uh, make it a couple different stops. I don't think I could settle on just one and I'd have a little sample of of, of something at probably several different restaurants. I love it. Ben, what's, uh, is, where can they go online to learn more about Eat Lafayette? EatLafayette.com. You can actually, uh, the link to the ticket purchases, you can, you can do that there, but you can also see the, all the restaurants that are participating uh, throughout the summer. We will have some specials at these restaurants we are going to run. We also have, for the second year, our Eat Lafayette Passport. You'll be able to download. It's not an app, but it's just a download 
on your phone to be eligible to win a, a three-night um, stay, with including airfare to Charlotte. Now we have direct flight to Charlotte. So all that information is available at elafayette.com. Coach, man, I appreciate you coming on. It's uh, it's great catching up and reminiscing and just talking about the great food yeah. that, that we have to offer here. Hey, hey, look, uh, y'all, let me know when y'all when y'all go schedule that horse game, and I'll I'll try to show up. It's up at my house, so I'll, I'll I'll be out there available for some pointers if you need. I, I might need him, Coach. Coach used to do this drill where he would have us turn our back to him, and he'd blow a whistle, and we had to turn around and catch the ball, but we never knew if it was going to be like a lob, a bounce pass, or just coming in like, mm-hmm. boom. One time, a dude drilled me right in the face. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> he, hey, he made me tough. It made me not hey, stop worrying about the ball. Just get yep. it. I guess what? Yep. I didn't drop right. another one after that. Yep. Right, <laughs> so you you Got to catch the ball before you can score it. That's okay. right. That's right. Hey, uh, Coach, man, I appreciate you coming on. Looking forward to another great summer. Eat, laugh yet, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you down the line. Thanks, Coach. Well, look, thanks so much. We, we appreciate y'all's support. You got it. Thank you. Yeah. See, I was, I was, he was scheduled to come on with me later, like later in the hour when you were gone. But I figured when you started bringing up hoops, I'm like, let's just get him on yeah, now. Yeah, man, that's, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, you, you know, you average four points a game. That's in eighth grade. Yeah. Not bad. It's better, I, I, better in I was, seventh grade. I got some points in the paint. I mean, I was, the league we played in, like, there were, there were obviously some kids that, that grew early that were taller than me. But mm-hmm. when, when, when we when the season would start in like the winter, there a lot of kids hadn't hit that growth spurt yet, and I'm I'm I was just this tall, which tall and skinny. And then you know by the time I graduated from eighth grade, I was no longer tall. Just, so you, you was a JV, you was a JV on the team basically. <laughs> JV, I wasn't that tall. I was like more like a, uh, I don't know. I just yeah, it was it was it was in the paint though. And you had the beard and everything. No, 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 I. I just had a little peach fuzz that I had yeah. to shave because that was that was that was gross. Yeah, eighth grade we were we were terrible. We were terrible. We didn't have any offense. We didn't have that much talent. But we tried, man. We played one team. I don't remember the name of it, but they had one cat. He literally jumped over our point guard. <laughs> he did the Vince Carter in the Olympics. Now the difference was the guy Vince Carter jumped over was like seven feet tall. Our point guard, his name was Matt. Um, he was like. No, I mean, he was short. He was like, he was, he was probably the best player on our team, but he was the shortest guy on our team. And we, we lost this. This was the best thing we played all year. We went in their tournament and they were, it was, they were, they were grown men and we were just not, we did not belong there. And I don't, Matt was brave, man. He stood there to take a charge. And I'm like, this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna like die. He, like, he, literally he literally jumped over him and like dunked it. And he was in eighth grade. Like, literally jumped over He was probably older than us, too, but he was in the eighth grade. Literally jumped over him. And, like, Matt didn't move. He just stood there, and, like, God just jumped over his head. <sighs> eighth grade Man. was rough. Seventh grade wasn't bad. Eighth grade was eighth grade was rough. After that, you got to take your jersey off and say, I'm done. I'm going <laughs> to sit on the side because hey, I just got embarrassed. That was it. We had a 2 nothing lead in that game. I scored the first bucket. 2 nothing. 2 nothing. Tell me, tell, how did you score? Please, I was just, please tell I, me I, Honestly, I snuck in the paint because they were all bigger than us, and they didn't see me. And I didn't say, give me the ball. I just put my hand up. Matt passed it to me. I got a little under the basket. And we ended up losing that game like 60 to 18 or something. Biggest blowout we had all season, but we didn't we didn't belong in that tournament. But we were again, th- it was like we were playing an AAU team and we were like a B team. It was just, I say we go bad. find these same guys and play them. <laughs> go get your old squad plus me. Well, let's go find them and let's play now. A couple, couple of those guys are dead now, unfortunately. He's serious? Yeah, 
Not on my team, but on the other one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You yeah, serious? a couple, a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. Man, sorry, we gotta get back to. We gotta get back to. Man, man, gotta get of... back to the. Gotta get back to optimism. All right, we said we talk a little Cajun baseball here from a few players. We'll do that next. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. <laughs> into the great scott show slash the butler did it james butler in the house for one more segment we've been all over the place been fun somehow we ended up talking to my former basketball coach while promoting eat lafayette and james says we're going to have a game of horse we're going to film it i'm 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 ready i'm down we gotta get someone to film it on a phone and oh james is showing off his touch there Hey man, I, I'm known for three point. Is that right? My, my three point shot. And my I mean, defense. you played high school ball. You 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 were. I could have. My, my mom says basketball is my be- better sport. What do you say? I didn't. I didn't agree with her until I started to like really like play for real. I'm talking about like after I left high school and I started like after college and mm-hmm. I started to like play and I started to like. I was like, man, she might have been right. She might have been right. Not saying I would have went to the NBA because I'm only like six two, but come on. You earlier you were suggesting you shot better than Steph Curry. I mean, yeah, you know, but I don't move that. I, don't, I can't move that much. I get tired. I shoot like Jonas. <laughs> Every now and then it'll be a seven for seven night from beyond the arc, yeah. and other times it'll be an zero for five. Yeah, just gotta man. get hot. And he shoots kind of weird though. Like it's like it's like a straight line. Awesome. He's that tall. You know, I never realized how high up. Ingram got on his shots until like I was watching in person because you see him he he gets at the top of his jump but I there's not a lot of arc on his shot right I never read once it was one of those things like you know you see an NBA in person you notice things you just can't on TV mm-hmm. I'm like he's almost like kind of throwing it sometimes directly at the goal when he's in the paint because he gets up so high obviously he's an incredible offensive player but I don't know man I um all right we got back on the Pels for a minute Raging Cajun Baseball, they are in action tomorrow against TCU in the regionals. A um, lot of emotion. We've talked a ton of about Cajun Baseball this week, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Um, Gus Cattengill will be on with me. We'll talk a little college baseball, some NBA, some Saints and Pels, and Brad Topham, color analyst for UL Baseball, will be on with me tomorrow live as well. And Of course, we'll uh, we'll talk Cajuns, but, you know, you're – how much baseball do you follow? I mean, are you kind of like, I'm not really a baseball fan, but I'm a UL fan because that's where I went to school. Like, what's, Pretty much, yeah. Because you were, you seem to be into it on social media last week. Yeah, man, listen. Anything that's glorifying the Cajuns, I am all in. I'm going to retweet it every time. Every time it pops up, I'm retweet it. You know, because that's my school, man. And I, I love that those guys are doing that, man. It's, And I seen the tweet that said, you know, um, football won the conference. Um, softball, softball, and now baseball. And they were saying the only thing left was for basketball to do. Basketball got to the, the final, didn't win it. Women's basketball got to the semis, didn't win it. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it, as far as UL athletics goes, the sports calendar 
starts with football and, and, and women's soccer. It ends with, um, usually with baseball, unless softball gets really deep and baseball's in it early, but usually most years with baseball. And so the fact that they're still playing into June means it's, it's been good. It's been Man, good I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, uh, like, the only baseball I care about is Cajun baseball, of course. But you know what, Scott? Like, I, baseball was actually the first sport that I ever played. But once I got introduced to basketball and football, it was kind of like, uh, oh, kind of done with this. But I, I want to, I want to actually sit down and learn the ins and outs of the game, like I know with basketball and football. Like I actually want to know, like I, of course I know the the basics, but I want to know like the I want to know like the intimate details about. It. Yeah, yeah. So I want I need I need for me and you to go to the game, you sit down, education. and you you explain everything to me. Man, you just I if you get involved in like I'm sure you work with some folks as a state trooper that are in like a softball or baseball like city league or rec league. Get on one of those teams and that you you can learn pretty quickly. Granted, it's it's you know it's obviously a rec league is very different than you know college or, or or pro or anything like that, but. That's probably a good way to learn quickly. Find someone on the team that knows it, and then how come you want to do it here or there, whatever, you know. There was a guy, when Steve Pelican, my friend, went into the um, Louisiana uh, Softball Hall of Fame, not UL, but like Louisiana, like in the state, I remember there was a guy getting inducted that had, he worked in, he worked in law enforcement in Opelousas, but he started playing like rec league softball so many years ago and was so dominant. That he is in like now he's in a yeah, hall of that's fame. Crazy. But yeah. I'm like, man, that you know, I, I I asked him after, I'm like, do a lot of, you know, um your coworkers or people in service play? He's like, Oh yeah. He's like, yeah. It, it gets it gets pretty competitive. I heard it used to be a big thing within our department when like before I got on five years ago, but they kinda stopped. COVID, man. Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened. Like, cause as I got on. As competitive as you are, man, getting one of those things and you'll they had a basketball league. They had a, you know, the softball league. Got to be hard with your schedule, though. Yeah, but I think they do it because everyone is on a different schedule, like different rotations. Yeah. So I guess they do it based on what rotation you're on. When you can fill know. in, right? And like, so basically, like, so Lafayette is Troop I, then Troop B is New Orleans, so it'd be like Troop I versus Troop B type thing. That those things have gotten competitive. I guess I think too. I, I want to say I don't quote me, but I want to say. Too many people were getting hurt or something like that. And they were like, we can't right. do this Dude, anymore. It's a funny story. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Scott Prather, James Butler. One of my sisters, um, years ago on like Thanksgiving, she, she was living in LA at the time. This was before she had kids. Her and her friends, I guess they got like the competitive spirit because they were watching football and they're all like, oh, let's go play. Oh, wow. And okay. Her husband and a bunch of their friends, they all, like, they were spending Thanksgiving. They all went outside and played. <laughs> like, bad idea. Like, at this point, they're probably in their late 30s, but a lot of them hadn't played in a long time. Three of them tore ACLs. What? <laughs> Three of them. Not my sister, fortunately. I remember one one Thanksgiving playing with, like, my nephew years ago, and bro, he broke his collarbone, and I was giving him so much grief because I thought he was faking it. <laughs> Then he went to the hospital, dude. I felt so bad. I was like, "Paul, dude, like, give me a break. Suit up, man. Like, you, wow. you're quitting because you're you're just leaving because you're you're uh, you're quitting the game because you're losing." He's like, "Oh," and he was like young at the time. I mean, he was probably like 15. And he's like, "Oh, Scott, it really hurts." I'm like, "Oh, sure." So, how, so 
<laughs> I want to ask, like, how is his pain tolerance to just be, like, going back and forth he's with tough, you? He's tough, man. He's tough now. I mean, he's he's much older now. He's He works in insurance and real estate down in uh, in Florida, but... More than mine, dude. If I had been, if I had broken Man. my collarbone at like fifteen, I'd have been like whining like a baby. Like, I'll oh, take me to the hospital. He's like, I don't know, man. I think I hurt something. So is the is the game televised tomorrow? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I gosh, I'd have to look it up. It's on. You might. It might be on the plus or one of those. But all of the families of ESPN will be uh, will be airing the games. Let me look that up real quick. Um. Da, da, da. So. Obviously, wherever you're watching it, try to sync it up with the radio. Always love Jay Walker's call. Definitely. Um, Shout out. Brad Topham, he and he and Jay will have the call. ESPN, uh, no, excuse me, News Talk 96.5 KPL. And uh, yeah, ESPN Plus. So that's where you're going to have to, you're going to have to, you know, have that one or uh, maybe ESPN3.com, both of those. So it won't be on one of the main ones, but if you have ESPN Plus, check it out, sync it up. Make it happen, and let's let's hear from one of them now. Uh, this is from earlier this week. There was some media availability back on Monday. Tyler Robertson, uh, you'll hear me, Kevin Foote, Raymond a little bit, ask some different questions. This is uh, Robertson who, you know, he came into the season with a lot of hype, um, a lot of expectations, and offensively early in the season, he wasn't really getting it done in terms of his standard, but as the season went on, got better and better and better. You'll hear that. I ask him that question in here, not right out the gate, but here is uh, here is Tyler Robertson from the Rage Occasions. Y'all played TCU last year. What do you remember about that series and them playing? I mean, I remember. I mean, they're obviously a great team. They're going to have some very good arms. You just can't make mistakes against them. And, like, just got to play top-notch baseball the whole time. Can't give them anything. When you see – College Station Regional, when you see that pop up, first thing that comes to your mind? Big boy baseball, but we're excited for it. It's something like we know we got to do to get to a super, get to Omaha. So I'm excited for it, and it should be a great time. Do you feel like, I mean, y'all went to Montgomery. There was pressure, everyone telling you, you got to win or you're not getting in. Do you think it's going to be the same kind of pressure, or is the pressure kind of in a regional and college? Or do you think the pressure is going to be off in a way, and y'all can just, or is the pressure the same? I yeah, I don't think there's like any pressure. I mean, like like Coach Dex said, like we're unafraid to crash and burn, just go out there free and loose. But I mean, again, don't be afraid to just go out there and have fun and play how we know we know how to play. How rewarding was it to for you guys to kind of just get back to original for the first time since 2016. I mean, that's the standard around here. Right. Very rewarding. I mean, that's something we worked for all year. Like, we grinded all year for it. And, like, I feel blessed, and I know everyone feels blessed that we could bring that back to the Cajun Nation. So, I mean, it means a lot to me. I'm very excited for that. There was a play, and some people might have missed it during the – I think it might have even been the South Alabama game where you're running for a foul ball and you face playing into a chair, diving over the yes, – like you were trying to be Superman or like just yeah. tell me about that whole play. Did, it, did you hurt yourself? Were you stunned or what? Yeah. So I knew I had a shot for it, and I was trying to find a fence, and I knew it was coming up, and I didn't find it in time, and I hit, but – it didn't really hurt. I was more mad that my glasses got scratched up. But, I mean, 
you gotta do what you gotta do. Like I wanted to make the play, so I'm just glad I didn't get hurt. But got to do what you got to do. Your play at the plate from early in the season to now, what's changed most for you? I short, I started out with like a leg kick, and just over the season I shortened it up, kind of went to like a toe tap. And again, like I realized like my job on this team is to get on base, steal bases, score runs, and like if home runs come, they come. And I felt like that was the biggest change I made. So – I'm sure this is the way you want it to go out. So how do you kind of, what's your feeling? What do you think it's going to be like when you get on that field in, in, in A&M? I'm just going to be excited, take it all in, but then again, get to work. Like, can't. it's not time to play around. Like, we got to get after them and go at it. Just can't make mistakes and just play real Cajun baseball, fast, hard, and loose, and just go at it. Fast, hard, and loose. That's how James likes to play. Uh as Tyler Robinson, one more. Kyle DeBar is a shortstop who came in as a freshman this year and who's his IQ, his defensive IQ was through the roof. It was like I, I feel like of the guys on the Cajuns roster, obviously you got Rocco, you got Julian Brock. There's some guys I think have a good chance to play in the pros. This guy, Kyle DeBar, is definitely one of them. He is very relaxed when you hear him talk. He looks that way. He's just He's just chill, right. but don't confuse that for him not being competitive. You probably had some teammates like that, right, James? Guys that were like, they. I mean, we were talking about Herb Jones earlier, right? They're like, yeah. man, that guy's kind of quiet. He seems chill, but don't think he's not competitive. He's really competitive. Dominique Tovell. The, uh, dude, I, the, the Mississippi kid, man, he, yeah. could, he could play. Definitely quiet to himself, but when it's time to play, he turns to a different animal, man. So I definitely um, – can relate to that. Kyle DeBarge, here is our interview uh, media availability with him earlier this week, the Cajun shortstop. Well, I want to start with, what was it, sixth, seventh inning, get a leadoff triple. The next two guys don't get it done to drive their own home. Y'all are trying to come back, and, and you stepped to the plate. Tell me about that at bat. Yeah, I had it in my mind. I had to do it. I mean, two outs on our third. We were down by two at the time, I believe. Yeah, and... I don't know. He threw me three sliders from a lefty. It's kind of odd, but I got the third one and I looped it over the first baseman. So, I mean, it felt really good to get us even closer to coming back. You don't, you've shown all year the pressure doesn't bother you. You, you. you tend to, you seem to relish it. I mean, how much fun did you have Saturday and Sunday playing those two teams? Oh, yeah, it was always fun to get revenge or whatever. Like on Texas State, they had swept us. And we knew we had to basically win the tournament to get in. So we had that on our mind the whole tournament. And then Georgia Southern, really good team. And we just had to outlast them. So it felt really good. What does it feel like to for you guys to get the program back to a regional? Because that's always the standard. Yeah, we had talked about that first, first day, first meeting. Back in August, we had talked about we need to restore the grit to this program and get us back to a regional. And even farther than that so for us to do that for this program is feels really good how do you balance the excitement of accomplishing one of your goals but you know as, as Austin just told us right the goal is to get to Omaha so yeah the goal is always to get to Omaha I mean this is just 
first step to that. So, I mean, we're in, but there's way more work to be done. So, yeah, it's ha- we're happy right now. We got it. We got in, but it's not even close to being finished. How worried were you those two days of just sitting there? I know y'all weren't just sitting there. Y'all were practicing and stuff, but not playing games. Did, were you worried it would mess with y'all somehow, or how do you think y'all already overcame that? Well, I think I think it kind of helped us in a way that, like, I knew we were going to be even more ready to go but and have that fire of not playing for two days. And so then, oh, finally we get to get on the field, so let's – Let's go. Describing the at-bat earlier that you were talking with him about, does the game slow down for you a little bit in the bigger moments, or whether it's the first inning or, or a clutch moment, is it all kind of the same, your approach anyway? I mean, my, my approach is kind of the same, but I always just take a deep breath and slow everything down in every moment, whether it's just like nobody on and I just got to get on base, 0-0 zero, zero ball game, or if it's, if it's in a clutch moment. So you just got to slow everything down in every single moment. So that really helped me out. When you see a guy like Schultz have the, the, the performance that he had, what's what's the mood like in the atmosphere when, when you, you got a guy on the mound like that? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, he's a senior. He's given everything he has to his program, and for us to get that win, for him to pitch how he did against a really good team, that uh, shows everything you need to know about Jacob Schultz. What's what's the thing that allows this team to kind of you get you down two nothing, you down five nothing, you down what six five one of the ninth? Y'all don't seem to get rattled or emotional. Y'all just attack. I mean, what what, what allows that to happen about this team? Yeah, I mean, in the fall we grinded through the fall because Dex put us through some like a lot of stuff to get us ready for those moments. So I think. Really just having a grind through the fall and early spring. To, and we knew, we trusted Coach Deggs, and we knew that the, what he was putting us through was going to help us out in the end, and it showed. There it is, Kyle DeBarge of the Raging Cajuns, the shortstop, Louisiana in action. Tomorrow from the NCAA Regionals, TCU will be without their head coach tomorrow night, serving the second game with a two-game suspension. Go get it done. Strike. College Station Regional. We're looking forward to it. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. Final segment. Talk a little bit about the uh, latest cover of Madden and James Butler. The Butler did it. He's been in he's, he's been on been on the show all morning. He gets to decide. Final question of the day. Can ask me, the audience himself, whatever he wants to do with the final segment. We're going to talk Madden, then James gets the final word. Is he gonna is he gonna screw it up? Is he gonna knock it out the park? Stay tuned, find out next. This is ESPN Live Fiat, the great Scott Show slash the Butler did it. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. 
Slash, the butler, did it. James Butler was auditioning to have a, a, a show later this summer where it's all it's, him. It's I just audition. I just sit in the studio. He does everything else. My mic's on, but he he dictates it. This was his audition. I think you did. I think you've done all right. You got to finish strong. I've done. I've done a great job, Scott. Okay. All I'm right. gonna go talk to the people in the back because I think they're gonna clear out a room for me, and uh, we're gonna make this an everyday thing. So, oh yeah. Um, if y'all gonna... if y'all want to listen to me speak, man, trust me. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm gonna post whatever my station is gonna be on Twitter, and y'all come listen to me all the time. <laughs> You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. Like I said, you never know what we're gonna do on my show. We might read a book. We might read some scripture. We might All right. you know, All we right. might might Stay talk Stay tuned Saints. for the date. We're gonna find a date. Probably could be later this month. maybe maybe it's either gonna be later this month or sometime in July. Okay. What's you going know, on just, in July? I don't know. Well, at some point. Man, it's Butler about to get real busy for me though. It's about to get real busy. This is a crate like this back in Last six months is all about to be as competitive crazy. as you are. If there was a like flag football tournament at Cajun Field one day in the summertime in July, would you sign up and play? I would, but I'm kind of scared though because it's like scared. Would you like would I hurt anything? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, you said you could go play tight end today. Do do Back I have to up. play? Like, do I? Can I play quarterback? I don't. You could sign a team up. I tell you what, I'm gonna work on. It. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna work on putting together a flag football tournament for charity. Okay. In the month of July, Cajun Field. You in? I'm in. All right. So I ha- I have to get my own team. I mean, you don't you could be you could join a team, I don't know. I mean, I, sure, you could get your own team or you could I think it'd be cool if some former UL players had their own team and said, "Let's go. Let's go get it down. Let's throw it down." Okay. Call Terrence up. Okay. I uh, know I want to play quarterback. Okay. I want to be a quarterback. Call call the Quave brothers. I call them definitely. Um, All right, I'm gonna work time, on. Though. I'm gonna work on. It. I think it would be fun if we did something this summer and it was, you know, for charity. Yeah, for sure. You know, I sign up. Got to have enough money to have teams to pay for refs, but you know, have a little tournament. Just do it all in a day, or bat like a basketball tournament. Well, I I don't I don't, I may not have access to all of that, but that would tell you what if the flag football thing goes well, then maybe we do it for basketball. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, man. You actually own something. Football Madden. Uh, the icon, John Madden, passed away last December. It was never a question. The, the Madden 23 video game, he was going to be on the cover. Right. It was, it was, there was never a doubt. Who was John Madden to you? Is he the former coach? Is he the former broadcaster? Or is he more the esports icon? Man, that's a good question. I want to say, you know, for me, I, I, I didn't really know him as a coach. But I remember... The goal of me making it to the NFL was to be like to hear John Madden say my name. That would have been awesome. And like, here's a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And, oh. and and just watching those, you know, Sunday night, Monday night games, man, and wanting to like just to just hearing his voice, man, and 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 listening to his analysis, man, it was it was amazing. Like he he's the reason. Like he he might be. I'm not going to say the sole reason, but, like, if you want to play football, you're, like, you're around my age, you're, like, you know John Madden had, like, an important significance on, like, just wanting to make it to that level. He's, he's like, he was football. I mean, he's he's an icon. And for me, he's more the broadcaster 
then it's probably esports, and then it's coach because he was an incredible coach. But like, even as a Super Bowl champion, his time as a coach and success was like before my time. So right. growing up, my first thought of Madden is him and Summerall doing, you know, games on CBS and then games on Fox. The you know the afternoon game, the premier game, and then it's the video game, obviously, which I grew up on, which has had you know, 34 years and 40 different renditions. And, um, yeah, man, I, w- the bottom line is regard. you could be 50s and 60s, you're thinking coach. 30s and 40s, you're thinking broadcaster. Everything under that, you're thinking esports. Maybe all three, but I'm, I'm talking about first, right, top of the list. And, I mean, that's all just football. He's synonymous with, with football. All right, so we're wrapping up the show today. James, this has been fun. Thank you for coming in. Whatever you want. Floor is yours. End of the show. Floor is mine. Okay. So, Scott, thank you for having me, even though you say you're my friend, but, I mean, it's kind of debatable. What the Um, heck, man? You've been optimistic. I've been optimistic all morning. To the people out there, I want to sincerely say thank you guys for allowing me to come back and want to hear me talk the craziness that I talk. And just, you know, when I see y'all out in the streets or when you see Scott in the streets, I appreciate y'all, you know, bringing up my name and saying that y'all like me being on the radio. I really appreciate it. This is something I, that... I'm sorry. Go ahead, I'm, go ahead Scott. Okay. Go, ahead. go ahead with the do negativity. I, no, do I have permission? Because it's your... Do I have go permission ahead. to add something? You got it. I just want to say, when they say it, they say, I like when you and James are on together. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Well, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I didn't get that part. Optimistic. I didn't, I didn't get Should that be part. optimistic. Teamwork here. I didn't get the together part. I what I took from it was I like when you're on the radio. That's what I took from it. But you know, I mean, if I, yeah, Scott. You know, me and you on together. Yeah, sure, you're right. But I, you know, I, I really appreciate it, and uh, none of it goes unnoticed. And I never, I never thought that I'd be doing this, man. I know me and you, me and you, Scott, did interviews when I was playing, but I never thought it'd go to this. So I really appreciate it. That's Thank it. y'all. That's it. The final segment is just you. Thanking the people and I, I appreciate it. Okay, because a lot has happened since the last time I've been on this show, Scott. Tell me, I can't tell y'all that. That's what know, that's, I can't tell y'all that. But just know, fans have sent me gifts, and I don't know they. I don't know the, the details yet because wait, I have wait, to get. Wait. I have to get names and stuff like that. But people, a have listener sent, me, sent you a gift, definitely. What is it? I can't tell y'all that. I gotta Why tell not? You next time I'm on the show, that that's that's. For the next time I'm That's on the show. That's a tease right there, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. He's learning something. Hey, you know, I learned from the best, right? That is uh, James Butler, Damn, man. Damn, I just gave you a shout-out. You didn't even like, dang. That's, I said I learned from the best, man. I was you... waiting. I figured, I look, I'll be, I'm being totally honest. I thought you were setting me up. I thought I was going to say, oh, thanks. You're going to be like, well, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about my mom. <laughs> I'm just trying to be sly here. No, nah, man, I was talking about you, man. Oh, oh, they, thank you. That is James Butler. Uh, at some point... Man, now see now I got work to do. We got we got to find a date for the the whole James Butler show later this summer. We got I got to start working on the charity flag football event. Yeah, and we got to go film a game of horses at Gerard yeah. Park. Yeah, yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Don't go anywhere. The Dan Patrick Show is next. NBA Finals tonight. Coverage begins at seven. Tip off at eight. You can hear it right here on ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports tomorrow. Gus Catniel, Saints and Pelicans correspondent, join me. We'll talk some college baseball as well as Saints and Pels, NBA Finals, and Brad Topham, color analyst for the Rage of Cajun baseball team, will join me live in the 8 o'clock hour. Looking forward to it. 
This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.